Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Dome Heads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Hi, everyone. This is Mackenzie Lintz. I play Nori on Under the Dome, and you're reading the Chester's Mill Gazette. That's exactly what you're reading right now, folks. I want to thank Mackenzie for uh, introducing that. You know, we've got we've got her on retainer, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's just sitting in the studio over in the corner, and when you go over and poker then you get you know hi everyone yep, there she is there you go that's enough that's enough okay. you know what i say when i go on poker and wake her up now what do you do i say mackenzie hit me with your best shot <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> okay anyway i'm i'm baby announcement editor doug payton <laughs> and i'm power tool slash gemologist reviewer karen Lindsay. you've been busy that's right. Well, you know, they use the power tool to break up that gem, so I figure it's a good combo. Uh, we are hot off the presses with this issue for Season 3, Episode 11, entitled Love is a Battlefield. I can see the end a-coming. Oh, it's it's the light at the end of the tunnel or dome or something, yes. That's right. That's the right. light and the other side of the calcifying dome. <laughs> Well, folks, we are under the dome. We are Chester's Mill Gazette. We are not officially under the dome, but um, but you know, we, we're a fan podcast. And Just we have as a entertaining, I Ch- hear. Or more so in some cases. <laughs> That's what I hear. Depending on who you talk to. We are published by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome or dome or something. Anyway. There's and no we have accent a, over that. Dome, yes. <laughs> and we have a, a Facebook page. It's really cool. Well, it's a Facebook group. It's not really a page. I mean, right. but what's the difference? Who knows the difference? I don't know. Yes. Recently but, stamped on by Acteon. That's right. They, they've put their uh, seal of approval. They on did. Our... I don't know where that came from. I, it's, it's just, well, you know, you know, you know, these guys, they're involved in the military and the government. Who knows? That's right. You know? eyes. <laughs> uh, but if you look for Chester's Mill Gazette in the Facebook thing, you'll find us. That's right. Never mind this big, long URL. You sure will. The writers for this episode were Peter Calloway and Adam Stein, and the director was Lee Rose. Now, you said he had, uh, you, you noted here that he has a couple of other uh, uh, directing uh, credits that we may know about. Yeah, uh, Lost Girl in Haven, no, notably, um, as in he's directed quite a few episodes of each. Um, I looked up Peter Calloway and Adam Stein, even though we've seen them write other episodes, and their main credit is under the dome. So I didn't add them. <laughs> add their credits in. That's all I've got. And and you mentioned Haven, and Haven is also based very loosely on another Stephen King novel. Correct. So I found that interesting. Um, but Lost Girl is not at all. It's very different from Under the Dome. I have not watched that. Um, it's really, it's very interesting. Uh, it's more fantasy-based than sci-fi-ish. Okay. Um, it's it's cool. It's you know based around a succubus, which I find interesting, but uh, <laughs> uh, a little different than Under the Dome. So slightly, yes. Yeah, exactly. 
All righty, well, let's get right to it here. This is the front page, the episode discussion. And our headline this week, Patrick and Purple play pivotal parts. And I'm glad I have a, um, a little pop filter on my, yeah, I need my to microphone. Get Otherwise, you folks would be going insane. You'd be wiping your face right now. <laughs> right? I need oh, to get man. one of those. I really do. I don't, I mean, the only it's not really a pop filter. It's a piece of foam over top of the microphone. Oh, well, I have one of those. Well, there you go. But I need to get one of those little fancy flat, ones. Like flat a little, disky uh, things. Yeah, a little round thing with pantyhose on it or right. something. Well, they get technical. It's a flat disky thing. Flat disky thing. Mm -hmm. That's what they call it in the uh, in the in biz. The biz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Alrighty. So, what's your rating, Doug? Oh boy, I tell you, I gave it number six on the top forty. That's right. That's... Nice, you're peaking, DJ boy. That's right. I'm trying to be as uh, you know hip and cool and. Uh, Keep your feet in the ground to keep reaching for the stars. Oh, very My nice. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Um, I'm going to uh, kind of give it a very light rating by saying five fluffy pillows. Ah, very light. There we go. <laughs> very light. Thank you. And the reason I'm giving it five is because I didn't feel like we progressed very far, especially with only two episodes to go. Mm -hmm. It just didn't go anywhere i mean except well, so, for yeah. the baby being born there you are what else happened <laughs> yeah okay so. let's move on to uh feedback no we can, we'll <laughs> yeah actually... seriously right <laughs> so i mean we'll talk about the episode but still just i felt like we were running in place you know like the cartoon where fred goes -la 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 -la, and he's just running in place that's <laughs> And, you know, try and get that image out of your head for the next hour or so. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, we had we had the world's shortest pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't know if it's the world's shortest pregnancy. There are many other uh, TV shows where they, they have to move a pregnancy along. They don't have nine months of shows to uh, do this in. Still. So, but it was pretty much overnight. Yeah. One day. Let's short. I mean, they actually made it one day. Yeah, true. I mean, it wasn't just like, hey, we're showing you only one day. This is one day and the baby was born. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty short. I, I don't know. Was Mork and Mindy, didn't they have their baby really fast? And it was Jonathan Winters who came yes. out. <laughs> that had grown. to be. I, never mind the pregnancy. That had to be a rough labor. Uh, for yeah, it had to yes. hurt. That had to smart. Uh, Put some Bactine on there. <laughs> You'll be fine in the morning. That's we're, right. We're going to be discharging you in the afternoon. Okay, yeah. thank you. That had to hurt. Yeah, uh, I think it was the shortest TV pregnancy ever. If you know better, folks, let us know. Yeah, please do. There's 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 a plethora of uh, kind of weird uh, Hollywood pregnancies here. I should go to the TV tropes page and find out. Oh, that's probably full of you know all those opportunities there. Yeah. Julia thinks that love might not be enough anymore. I guess she's feeling a little insecure after seeing Barbie with Ava. Yeah, that was my question. Is that what prompted her to think that love wasn't enough? Or was it just that she wanted to be doubly sure? Or I they mean, really I, telegraphed at the end of the previous episode her right, scene walk off with her. Right. I thought maybe that was the reason that she saw him walking away with Ava and thought, hmm, I'm not quite sure. So, and... That's also kind of reinforced by Big Jim saying, you know, maybe, maybe Eva did 
switch her back, switch him back. So don't give him the location. And she does actually divert him to the motel. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was my thought was that maybe she's swaying a bit at this point, at least. Well, we, it was interesting to have, you know, Hector said he needed uh, somebody, we were moving into the, uh, the resistance here and, and Hector uh, said he needed uh, a volunteer mm-hmm. for this uh, for this cure, and Hunter volunteered. I thought that was uh, I thought it was big of him. I, I'm thinking maybe it had something to do with the fact that he's he's you know with the with his uh, uh, paralyzed legs. He's he's just kind of like whatever. What have I got? He to thinks lose? he's disposable, maybe. Yeah, and 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 Jim did kind of give him a bit of a pep talk uh, mm-hmm. last time, right? That no, you're needed. You do yeah. have value. Yeah, but but he still yeah. I said, but there's it's may may not have really taken effect, and yeah. uh, so he's he's uh, he volunteers, but we need a full blown virus. But again, and- that's I think maybe he feels like that's part of his value. Yeah, if he can contribute yeah. that way as well. Yeah, he can't. So. Uh, he can't get up and around and stuff like that. But he can at least be a test subject. He's not going to go anywhere. Right. Plus, there's um, you know, new hunter is there. Yes. So that could be another insecurity. Ah, uh, that's true too. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, so we've got we've got that happening in this. So we need to come up with a uh, somebody with the virus. You know, they haven't been brought back from the edge. So we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and dot, then we dot, jump dot. over. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> we jump over to town hall, and uh, we've got, of course, a very pregnant Eva with the Barbie, and he's he's you know clearly you know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling? That's right. Lamaze Barbie, you wrote so doing the doing the Lamaze. I never came up with a with a in addition to that, but yeah, that could have been a Lamaze Barbie. Yeah. You know, but push the button on the back and he goes. <laughs> he's still saying the same thing, the right things to Christine. You know, the same rhetoric is, you know, they, they keep, I feel like they're testing him still. You know, mm-hmm. well, how do you feel about the baby? I don't. It's, you know, whatever the good is for the kinship sort of thing. And um, they, she does do this at this point after she praises Sam. Yes, yes. For this, and, you know, you've come a long way. I'm so pleased. And that super creepy Christine sort of pseudo sexual way. And and Barbie, you know, comes in later, and he's talking about he's he's keeping up the the um, uh, keeping up the the appearance here. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that you know I I think he was kind of caught off guard that no, we don't need to go after the resistance anymore. Nothing's more important than the queen, right? And so you begin to wonder, well, you know, what is this, you know, if, if, if we can just leave the resistance and we don't care about them anymore, you know, what is this queen going to be able to do? Right. And does she feel like she's close enough to the, to the dome coming down and escaping? I mean, is that. That doesn't matter then. Yeah. Right. Does she feel like she is just so close to her objective? And that's worrisome, right? So, I mean, I don't feel like she's that close. You know, they haven't even brought the crystal to Joe yet. At this point, right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You'd you'd think, well, I think they had one crystal. They just hadn't split it up into... Right. Well, she's asking them to bring the big crystal into Joe. So they haven't brought it in 
the big one at least, they brought him little pieces. And I'm guessing they're the little pieces that were like on the ground after the thing blew up. Um, at least that's what they brought him. And so th she asks, um, hold on a minute, what's his name? Kyle. Kyle is the guy that she talks to in this episode. Oh, okay. Um, the Asian uh, townsperson. She asks him, the, and the guy who outs Junior, um, asks him to go get the crystal with Sam, and they go and get it. Um, and, of course, you know, that also makes Joe into this expert gemologist after he admits to not being... He knows how to break apart a, an amethyst, exactly where to cut it. You Whatever. know, it's like you get it's interesting. You get somebody who's uh, kind of scientifically minded in a particular show. And all of a sudden they are a student of all the sciences. Right. Although with right. that big of an amethyst, you could pretty much cut it anywhere and get seven pieces. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> he really can't fail there. <laughs> but. There was there was something that Joe did that I was trying to figure out. Sing badly. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, well, that too. Um, that Sir. bad, that bad singing could have been good acting. It was awful singing. How could that be bad acting? <laughs> I mean, good acting. That was okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but well, he he mentions that, and I, I, I'm thinking they wouldn't bring it up unless it meant something. But he mentions that the crystal glows when they you know whistle the magic mm -hmm. uh, tune. But not when, like, he plays, a, plays it back recorded. Right. Yeah, that so has to be like, a lantern hang. Yeah, like, like there's an intent. You know, there has to be an intent behind it or something. I, I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to get at. It has to mean something because the same sound waves would come from a recording as it would from a whistle. Potentially. From a yeah, yeah. So I don't know why the crystal is only reacting to the people. So it... It has to be something supernatural. Maybe something that the aliens are emitting. Uh, well, but but Joe's not emitting it. But it, but it no, responded. He to was him. in the cocoons. Well, yeah. He so he really... has something in his body. Yeah, I guess so. Well, and 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 enough that Hector wants to take him out too. Everybody. Right. So oh, he was okay. in the cocoons. He has something inside of him that reacts. I'm sure that that's part of the hand wave of this that he yeah, was actually yeah. in the cocoons already already you know they've they've mentioned that it's dormant in the people that were in the cocoons that are still acting fine maybe he could be switched switch switched on pretty quickly who knows that might, that would be an interesting twist if joe were to suddenly you know become kinshipized well i mean if these crystals do that if the queen interacts with the crystals and then the dome comes down, I mean, yeah. if that's what happens. And then the show turns into V next season. <laughs> turns into V or as some people have suggested falling sky. Right. The aliens attack. Yes. Right. But yeah, I hadn't thought about that V. Yes. V or yeah, falling skies, either or. Uh, Junior arrives with some, uh, you know, kinship goons trying to take out uh, the resistance, but... Blam, I would black the young guys put a boom, but a boom, yes. Yeah. And uh, and it's Jim who says, "Yeah, well, we just found our test subject." Um, he does, you know. I, that was see. This is a. There was a couple of situations where the love is a battlefield title kind of came into 
uh, came into the show, not just, you know, when, when Joe's, you know, jamming to it or whatever, Singing but bad. there's, there was also the, this combination of, uh, you know, Joe and junior, I'm mean, sorry, Jim and junior. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, you, you, even when Jim says these kinds of things, you got to wonder how much is that, um, is that from the heart or how much of it is just trying to talk him down and you know yeah. that sort of thing their but eternal I, I, struggle yeah, yeah yeah i got the impression that this was kind of uh i'd like to you know change things we're going to fresh start and all that stuff um i i i thought there was some sincerity behind it did you get that impression well he wanted to save him and and maybe i i think honestly 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 Junior is his only hope of living beyond his years. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> saving Junior means saving himself. And save the Junior, save the world. Right. Big Jim really only thinks of himself. So when it, when it comes right down to it, you, but you think do you think some of this? Um, I, I wonder if what they're trying to get across is that some of this experience has changed him Mm. see and yes and no i think there is a part of him that struggles to get out that cares about junior and they showed that a little bit in this episode where Mm. he unties him and all that which is the dumbest the dumbest part of this (laughs) episode in my opinion but i think part of it is that he just wants to keep junior alive to have a legacy Mm mm-hmm so there is that struggle. I think that's part of the battlefield, you know, of how cold he is towards him um, because he's not turning out to be the son that he wants. So and and and, and is there some selfish motive like what you're saying? It, it's he's kind of um, uh, junior is Jim's, like you said, you know, a life beyond himself. Right. And so. Is he, he's, is he doing this for Junior specifically, or is he doing it for himself Correct. through Junior? Yeah, that's what you think. Right. I, I think a tiny bit of both, but I think one wins out over the other every once in a while. It's okay. just depending yeah. on the day. <laughs> and in this case, he's he sees the gun, and he mm-hmm. sees his son, and mm. he thinks, well, if there's a cure, let's try and cure him. You know, and... There's That's also my boy. The, there's this is my boy. This is my cure. Um, <laughs> there's also that element of it's a guinea pig. We need a guinea pig. He's all the way turned. Let's use him. Yeah, kind of a you know a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of we, yeah, we've got it here. Let's use it while we have it. You right. Know, He's very, handy. Prag- pragmatic. That's right. The word. Right. And also, you know. It's like, uh, you know, he's turned all the way anyway. So if we can save him, great. If we and Junior can't, has turned his back on him already. Right. Yes. If we can't, oh, well. He's already lost to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, there's a coldness to him there as well, I think. It's, it's a oh. very dichotomous. <laughs> Is that even a word? Well, 
There's a dichotomy in him <laughs> stepping in front of his son. Dichotomous. Um, it's you know. He's, I had I had dichotomous once. It, it left a rash, but I'm fine. Now. Yeah, really. I was hungry for an hour afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think I think you know what I'm saying, though, right? I think yes. I, okay. Yeah, it's 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 kind of he he he's got a, a battle going on inside himself, really. Right. As to whether it's truly him caring about a son or really just an opportunistic moment um, yeah. to save his legacy and also to save himself and everyone else under the dome. Well, speaking of trying to save somebody here, we have another battlefield that we bring into this, and it's Barbie trying to get Ava to kind of come back to appeal to her emotions about uh, first he tries the dead uh, kinwives, and you know, trying to get her to feel guilty about. Oh no, but Ava's not. Ava's not uh, having any of that. It's, no, you know, they they knew what they were doing. No. Um, now, does that mean to you that she never loved him? Um. I, I yeah I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it was all uh, the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries going after you know you know how you wanted to be pregnant and we can do this and you know this isn't really. I guess it it, it he still kind of thinks it is his baby at this at this point. Yeah, but dumb. Uh, he's really trying to get her you know trying to trying to appeal to her emotions, and um, it just doesn't just doesn't seem to work. The child belongs to the kinship like it doesn't even belong to her. Right. Right. And if it were me at this point, I would be like, see ya in my rear view mirror. You know, I wouldn't even care. That baby well, he's, is not he's, of this earth. But he's still got the um, the thought that it's that it's at least his. But I, I think that was uh, I, I think that was probably that thought went by the wayside later on. But at this point, sure, later it, on. Yeah. Uh, after he sees it all with purple eyes and everything, but well, you know, what what uh, would it take for you to understand that it's not yours? <laughs> I mean, he, for me, he, I would he already have get my that. eyes. He doesn't have my veins. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'd get that already. <laughs> that you know, them sacrificing chicks in order to get it to grow overnight. I think I'd be like, okay, that's not my kid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That would be creepy anyway. Yeah, anyway, like I'd so be gone. Uh, you're not going to want, like, child support, right? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kinships, right? They'll pay for it. Right. I sign away my rights. I'm out. <laughs> uh, Julia sees at one point the video of Patrick actually being an alien, getting that, you know, staticky, particle-y looking mm-hmm. thing there. And she she unloads, really, on uh, Hector and let make sure Lily knows about it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I thought that this, when Hector is talking to Lily about it, well, you said he was dead. And he he, he comes back and says, well, he wasn't dead, but he was gone. Yeah. And, and the first thing that came to my head was um, in Star Wars Episode Five, mm-hmm. um, we see uh, Luke on Dagobah talking to the shimmering image of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He says, you said... Uh, that Darth Vader killed my father. Well, that was true from a particular point of view. It's like, oh, come on, talk about your uh, yeah, your your, your uh, relative morals here. I, I didn't lie to you. It was just if you thought about it funny, then that's true. Right. Okay. Fine. Whatever. It was whatever. retconning. Yeah. Although in this case, I I don't know how much of Patrick is really there. And and I can understand that too. But he, you know, dead 
not dead but gone and so it, it he's really he's really trying he's not, he's not i understand what he's trying to do trying to you know uh protect her from the truth about you know what her dad has become and right. uh that would that, that might but, destroy her to know that her father was like an alien mm-hmm. so i get it i totally get it i think yeah, i would have yeah. said the same thing yeah we we couldn't save him maybe would be a good way to say it yeah yeah but yeah, I, yeah there's no way to do it and we had a bail and they were you know lily knew that they had a bailout at that right, point right so and i agree your obi-wan anakin reference is dead on i mean that's <laughs> de- pardon the pun dead on De- dead on oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's i think that's pretty much it that he was yeah. using an analogy that you know her dad wasn't her dad anymore and i think lily kind of got that from the yeah, coffee see, it incident. seemed like it seemed like um and and Hunter even when he talks to her later, I loved his line. Oh man, I'm not the type to make excuses for corporate billionaire overlords. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, but yeah, but dot so. dot dot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I can't, it, it's it's hard to fault him. Um, and I like you said, I think Lily probably uh, makes her peace with it by the end of the episode. Yeah, I think so too. We got a little more exposition from Christine talking to Joe about what's really at stake. Mm-hmm. And we haven't heard a whole lot about this. We've kind of heard vague references to it. But um, and even this was relatively vague. But uh, yeah. they we find out the aliens had to leave their home. They didn't want to their home, their history. And um, and but they had no choice, according right. to her. And Earth isn't that great. Well, then why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Get out. There's, there's there's eight other planets. Well, I guess seven now. There's no Pluto anymore. But anyway, they can go to Pluto. There you go. Yeah, go to Pluto. There you go. Yeah, come on. So yeah, but not that great you know, there's time. all those moons around Jupiter too. They mm-hmm. can go to one of those. Go, so go, whoever go. it was, see. So we've got we've got a third. This is not just an alien invasion. You know, like I, I I'm so glad that they did not go with the tropes. Speaking of TV tropes, that we used up all our resources and now we have to come and take your right. You know, right. yeah. Now, so it's not another only did they come they inv- here, but they're leaving these this race that chased them off their planet to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's true too. You didn't they, you followed? So you followed? thanks. Yes. <laughs> thanks but ever I, you know, so. What, what are they going to do here that they couldn't do there? Right. You and, know, if they. I mean, she stop- actually says Earth isn't that great. Well, hello. Then find another planet. Right, girl. go somewhere that can defend itself. Go, <laughs> get off. You've been this. You've gone this far. You can keep going. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But I'm guessing that's going to be if they continue on. That's going to be the plot line that they're going to have to defend themselves against. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So V meets Ender's game. Mm, Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. That was a good movie. And if you want to buy the. Uh, DVD of the movie, you can go to goldspiralmedia.com slash dome. It's one of my favorite up. books of all time. Ender's Click game. on the Amazon link. I have never read it. My daughter's read it and she loved it. She oh. read all this, the whole series, I believe. I love the series. It's so good. And and very, very um, sad in, in many Yes, very, points. very touching, poignant. And you wonder if they can salvage Under the Dome to be something, you know, a little more hmm. um, uh, touching you emotionally, that sort of thing. I am raising my eyebrow right now. I can see that, Mr. Spock. 
Um, Interesting. It would be cool if they put in an element like that. Yeah, that would that would be. I, I could see them. Uh, they could turn this thing right around here. Like yeah, you said, we've been we've been kind of bad mouthing, you know, some of the writing and and things like that. Um, uh, legitimately so, I think. Yeah, but, I think so too. Uh, I, I I'm I'm invested in the um, in the story at this point. I really want to know, you know, how they're going to either end it or you know move it along here. Right. Um, so yes, I I, I I'm I'm not ready to say Psh, hands up. I throw my hands right. up and get out of here. Right. And I'm glad you well, people aren't either. And I, you, you know why? Because <laughs> I like doing this with you. Well, there you are. For the are. most part, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of it. And then you know there is this. Uh, there's a nugget of something that that's good that they can build on, and it's like this. Um, I I want them to see the possibilities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so like this episode. No, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, hopefully there have been bitter and there have been bitter, you right. know, so yeah, right. we're, 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 I have listened sometimes to uh, a podcast about TV shows where all they do is talk it down and right. that's a little, that's a bit of a downer. Right. And but at least we look at things and say, well, they could do this or they could do that and, you know, try to look at the good things they could do, which is nice. Indeed. So they come to earth, they say it's not that great. We had no choice, and they're coming. Yeah, that that's a that's a bit of a uh, an ominous, uh, dun, an ominous dun, tone to me. Yeah, oh my goodness, it's. <laughs> See, and I was even on key. And we're laying. Yeah, it's very good. And we're laying this all on you, Joe. Oh man, talk yeah, about yeah, right. That's not right. Man alive! I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to Hunter. Yeah, we Hunter and, you know, not making excuses for corporate billionaire overlords, mm -hmm. but um, Great line. he, you know, so he gets the, I think he got a point across to Lily. He's trying to, uh, or, or actually Hector, yeah, mentions it to her, trying to protect you, didn't want to give you a false hope because, you know, we can't necessarily cure him. We don't know how. Um, but uh, in his discussion with Jim, he mentions, I believe it was, I believe it was then that the government wants them dead. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jim says, well, if Hector can cure these folks, when the dome comes down, he can, you know, walk out a hero. Right. Which was kind of the deal they made last episode. Yeah, that's true. You know, you'll be a hero. I'll be a hero. Mic drop. We're out. That's well. And that's and that's keeping in character with the, you know, big the big Jim we've known for the first two seasons and right. most of this one. Right. And then there's a little bit in there about, you know, Junior having a, a really high fever with the cure and Jim being. A bit concerned mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, so we've, you know, a glimpse of him being concerned about his son. Get these little glimpses. And, and I like that. It's not like we have all of a sudden a, this is, this is, you know, some good writing, I think, that Big Jim is still true to character, but we still see glimpses of a little bit of humanity that's in him. Right. It isn't like he turns right around one day and he's, you know, Mr. Philanthropist and he loves everybody and... Right. You know, he's he's still the same guy, but we're seeing glimpses of a little change in him, things that then, have uh, been working up all over this, over then this time. Then it switches almost immediately to, hey, you can be, you can walk out of here a hero. Well, that's him falling back into the easy, right. you know, into the, into the, it's like the rut in the road after a rain, yep. you know, it's, it's hard to drive outside of that, but it's very easy to slip into it. Right. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's just that quick, like a snap. That he goes right back to, you know, big gym mode. 
Big gym mode, yeah. This is my fever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I, I I liked the. There was one more option, one more chance for Barbie to try to um, bring Eva back, and you know he's he's telling her that in the understatement of the year, all this is happening so fast. Yeah, exactly. Duh. Um, but you know, so he's bringing back some of her, her memories about, uh, now, now Eva didn't have, you know, a good childhood. We find out here in this, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's parents... a last ditch effort to make us feel bad for Eva. Uh, cause yeah, this is gonna be the last ditch. Ain't no more ditches after this one. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, she recalls a fight between her parents and then later on, they had some great times, and then after a particular vacation, they were divorced within a year. So she is not really, um, you know, this is not somebody who's really going to, is a little uh, concerned about family in general, it sounded like. Right. But she wants to change all that. She, you know, and she is really, you know, I thought she was really coming out of it. And that was, a, you know, good um, good acting on that part. But she, you know, she wants to stay with Barbie. She wants to, you know, do what her parents could not. Uh, and Barbie starts to make pressure. Fine, we will leave. We will bail out. We'll, we'll, we'll hide. And that's that tips his hand. Yeah. yeah. And I think that shows that she wasn't in love with him, that she was just needy. She felt yes. like she needed that stability, but she just latched onto someone she thought she could give. There was a time when she was not really under the spell, so to speak. Right. And it seemed like she loved Barbie at that time. Right. Or at least was concerned about him. Or like you said, may have just been needy at that point. Right. Just saw someone that could give her that stability. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, well, he's different than my parents. And I think he can give me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you can fool yourself into thinking you're in love. Definitely. So, yeah, there's that. And he, you know, he thought he was in love. So... It was a reel for him for a whole, a whole, you know, imagined year. year. Right. Yeah. But Julia was out of the picture too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Julia back in, he's got real feelings for Julia. Well, Julia back in and him out of the kinship even more. Yes. Right. Right. So yeah, those are real feelings. Yeah. So that was a very interesting battlefield there. And then Barbie uh, mm-hmm. slips her a Mickey, as they say in the UK. <laughs> That's right. And uh, out she goes. Alrighty. Yeah. Now I was worried about this, although. You know, he's very concerned about this being his baby, but he gives Ava drugs. Yeah, yeah, that's a little... That's, that would that, be out of character, wouldn't it? Depend. I, I think at some point, he would. I think that was his insurance policy. His, if he thought he could not bring her back, then he would have to... His last chance yeah, sort of to, thing. Sacrifice her to save the baby, perhaps. Well, that would hurt the baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's the one that's concerned about the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it hurt the baby, obviously, because the baby is not of this earth or whatever. But, um, you know, giving a mother drugs, especially when they're not like the right drugs Mm -hmm. uh, to put a mother out when you're delivering a baby, you know, that's yeah, yeah. very chancy. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, that made I me think twice. That, uh, you know. yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I guess you, since we don't know exactly what he put in the tea, you know, well, right. you know, we could kind of hand wave. I mean, there, if they're yeah. roofies, that's, you know, that's not good. No, not really. <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah I, 
I was concerned that that's kind of out of character for Barbie, but yeah. Okay, whatever. Hand wave, hand wave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they, he and Julia, Julia's not there yet, but that's obviously kind of a Julia influence. Um, Barbie puts her out and uh, puts her in the back seat of the car and heads out. Yeah. Julia, Julia. Yeah, work for out though, Julia. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's interesting. We we get back to and I and I mentioned this last week. I wanted to see some um some change in Nori mm-hmm. after having shot somebody uh with her dead eye aim. Right. And so she we find out she stole the gun. She wasn't it wasn't just, you know, the guy left it with her. He right. she actually stole it. She tries to give it back, but he yeah, no, you keep it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, she mentioned she want she wanted to know uh, what this fella thought about you. You've got his what was the character's name again? He was oh, the uh, the yeah, uh, gun gun. It's what's down his name? on another page. Bo. Bo. Bo knows guns. Yeah, that's right. And she wanted to know what it felt like to him when he first shot someone. And, you know, it's like one of these things where you know, first time was hard, then it gets easier. But she feels nothing, mm-hmm. and I, I can understand that. It, it, it was uh, something that. Um, I think you mentioned last week that this might be almost the beginning of a PTSD kind of thing. Right. Shock. Like she's yeah. in shock from it. But I was wondering if some of that is related to the kinship, uh, you know. Could be too. Residual um, feelings from that, you know, because the folks in the kinship really don't feel anything either when they're really under. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just drones. They're zombies. And I'm wondering if that's kind of a something there or it really just, I, you know, I can see where you know a normal person would have a very uh be so, so much in shock that they just don't really understand how to process that i feeling. think her shock has built up she just watched her mother die and now she has taken another life in the span of like two days mm-hmm. so i think she's gone into shock and joe is she doesn't have joe to lean on right now so, so she's yeah now, it could be that the kinship stuff in her system is not helping with that but i think she's her system is probably a normal probably a normal reaction yeah i think so a little bit Mm -hmm. um she's definitely going to have some issues with that and i i think she only stole the silencer although i don't think he gave her the gun to play with yeah, yeah, yeah. But she tries to give him back the silencer. Well, I think the silencer was on the gun because they didn't want to yeah. give away their uh, position. She, so even when she was doing target practice. She uh, she un- unhooked it from the gun to hand back to him. Oh, yes. So I don't know. It might have been both. But uh, she actually un- unscrews it from the end of the gun to give to him. Well, Joe, we jump back to Joe here, and he's jamming more Benatar. Yeah. And At least not singing this time, thank you. Yes, thank you. It's just dancing. Yeah. No, maybe that was good act- acting too, or maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Well, he's doing that's a good right. job acting like a bad dancer. Yeah, he's a better dancer than a singer. Well, okay, we'll go with that. Barely. Um, we find out um, Junior is kind of exposed because he was the the the, the fellow you were talking about uh, the uh, Kyle the random Kyle. That's mm-hmm. him, the random kinshipper. Right. Uh, kind of lets everybody know that, uh, you know, what he and Junior were doing before. Uh, but, of course, Barbie's even more um, exposed uh, because of what's going on, that maybe uh, Julia's really not dead. 
But that will bring us to. And now the Barbie of the week. Sound advice, Barbie and Joe the Builder. Can Joe the Builder fix it? Not with sound advice, Barbie telling him to shut up. Love is truly a battlefield with this dynamic duo. Pat Benatar's Life from Earth album available by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome and clicking on the Amazon link. This has been the Barbie of the Week. Thank you, Corey Metcalf. I think it's my favorite Barbie of the Week ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, not I, only is it a crack on the show, he's also referencing your funniest bit, I think, which is doing the little <laughs> drop-ins. That was that was from him. I wanted. I just want to make yeah. it clear that was what he put in his Barbie of the Week. So yes. great. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. You're awesome with these. Alrighty, you won it this this week again. That's right. So anyway, yeah, we we get to the mo we get the motel room. We you know, divert him there. We don't want necessarily everybody knowing where the uh, the resistance is, and uh, and we're gonna have an alien baby today. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julie wants to bail out. Julie wants no. Do not stick around for this. But uh, again, Barbie, there's that uh, you know paternal instinct, perhaps. Yeah, although Julie is much smarter than he is. Yeah, yeah. Time to go. No, please, please, please. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. And it, so, it does a quick cut to Big Jim apologizing to Hector. Yeah, and, and I, I see this as another one of those things where it seems like Big Jim really has made some sort of a course correction in terms of his, you know, selfishness and understanding that, you know, these other people really do know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So and I, I, for some reason, he wants to unhook Junior. Yeah, well, it's the same, you know, it's the same reason that Barbie was ready to believe that Ava was yeah. ready to run off with him. And I thought it was interesting that they did a quick cut from Barbie wanting to, um, you know, stay with Ava and then Big Jim wanting to unhook Junior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Misplaced loyalties. Uh, the whole the whole love is a battlefield thing mm-hmm. again between the two scenes. Mm-hmm. Really trying to, in spite of what we already know about the kinship, um, letting those uh, the, the the family ties, the family love, and the um, the love between uh, that Barbie and Ava may have had, or at least the love that Barbie has for his potentially, uh, you know, queen. If that you know if that has been um, a factor to pull. Uh, to pull him towards Ava, right. then you know we need to have. Uh, it was a good. I mean, it's a good parallel. I like that. A very much a mirror, where you know Julia is saying no, 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 and then the other scene, Hector is saying no, we're not going to unhook Junior. So you know Julia in one scene is being the devil's advocate, and then in the next scene, Hector is being the devil's advocate. So it, it's it's very much a mirror of each other in those two scenes. So. I, I really found it interesting that they switched from one. I, I mean, I understand exactly why they split up the motel scene and put that scene in the middle. And they're telegraphing mm-hmm. us. They're saying Junior's so bad. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're telling us, hey, when as soon as he gets unhooked, he's going to turn on Big Jim. He's gone. Right. Because we know the baby's going to come out and be bad. And speaking of coming out, you know, she's ready to give. Birth. Ava's ready to give birth, and Julie is there with a helping arm. Well, I found it interesting that she's like, "Hey, she's not pushing on purpose." <laughs> yes, 
I'm calling you out. That's right. Yeah. This kid should be out last week. Come yeah. on. Push, darn it. <laughs> and so she shoves her arm in there and she puts it right on her diaphragm. So, I mean, I'm guessing that would make you push. Uh, possibly, yeah. Or she's just trying to you know, push down and... and uh... Right, give a little, uh, get, give a little push, you yeah. know, give a little something there. And I, if I would think that if you were keeping Ava from breathing really well, it might have a, be be tough to actually push too. You know, you're busy trying to yeah. gasp. Yeah. But yeah, well, not, it not, worked. Yeah, it, it, I, I, we get a, we get a, uh, we get a queen. Yep, hand wave, hand wave. Yes, indeed. And again, it's. I hate unrealistic births on TV, although I don't want to see like a super hyper realistic birth. <laughs> no, but no, it's like, no, no, hey, no. super clean baby comes out with no cord. Mm-hmm. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, indeed. Didn't even boil any water. No, nothing. I was waiting for somebody to say that. And a blanket right there. Boil just some water. Pretty little baby blanket. There ready you to go. go. <laughs> well, we, we cut back over to uh, Big Jim, you know, kind of. Again, this is where I think that this is not um, all show. This is not all uh, necessarily selfishness. But Big Jim does free up Junior. Yeah. I think there's a bit of a softness here Mm -hmm. where he's like, well, it seems to be working. We're having a heart to heart. I don't think there's any reason to keep you tied up. So he doesn't and (sighs) Junior does. Yeah. And unfortunately takes out. One of your favorite characters. Bo! He breaks his neck. And I wrote... What do you mean? Gunshot was just... Stupid Junior killing half of my man candy. I can't even! (laughs) I put... That reminds me, we didn't see uh, Indy at all in this episode, did we? No, we didn't. He was probably in the house, though. Somewhere. In the, you know, the toy tots thing. Well, yeah. I don't have kids. Whatever it's called, <laughs> in the nursery. That's or, it. Or, the... or in the yeah, or the yeah, the uh, yeah, the thing. Yeah, the place where the kids go to play. The daycare. After school. That's it. Daycare. What uh, you said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, Eva, you know, gets to hold her baby, wants to feed her. You know, again, we're we're still as much as we know about Ava. I keep saying Eva. As much as we know about Ava. We still let her hold the baby. Dumb. And I guess it makes kind of a little bit of sense that the baby needs to feed. But in doing so, she, uh, Ava really, uh, I guess, imbues the purple stuff into gross. the kid. It's gross. And, uh, and for, for having given birth, um, she's amazingly uh, uh, capable, rather strong, to push Barbie out the window mm-hmm. right after it. Yeah, well, we've seen that. I mean... They made her hyper strong. Before, yeah. Right. And I think it's just her. Because she is, you know, protecting the queen. Because we haven't seen that in anyone else, right? Uh, not not superhuman strength, no. Right. So I think... So this is, this is finally where Barbie gets the, uh, gets the clue. He gets the hint. Well, he sees the baby with the, like, the purple veins and the eyes and all that. And he's like, okay, that's not my kid. Those are not my eyes. I don't have eye. Yeah. <laughs> Do my eyes glow like that? Really? I want a paternity test. <laughs> he says that's you know that is not mine. I sign away my rights, like I said before. <laughs> I'm out. Mm-hmm. 
And then we find out that, well, from the Acteon side of things here in the resistance, uh, that the virus is mutating too quickly for the cure. Mm -hmm. Which is Um, why Junior, when Junior got free, it wasn't working. Right. So this is where where Hector says, you know, we got to kill them all. Everybody, including Joe and Nori and, you know, anybody who has been in those uh, cocoons. Right. So it's just pretty much... Um, you know, you and me, Julia. Bar- well, no, not Barbie. Not Barbie. No, you, me, Julia. <laughs> That's it. And Jim is ready to um, and yeah, ready to go along with it. Sure, people. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always all right with the uh, well. Know, whatever's good up. for him. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So that's you know. And now you know, Lily overhears it. My guess is she's going to. Um, she's already built up a rapport with Hunter. Right. Since so coming into the dome. Yeah, she's got to say So I'm sure Hunter is going to find that out soon enough. Yeah. Well, I would say next episode because we only got two left. We only have two. Yeah. And Lily will be spared, obviously, but, you know, she, she'll she be upset losing Hunter, I'm mm. guessing. But Ava won't be spared. Well, no. <laughs> Too bad. I thought that was very interesting to see, you know, how they, with the effect of the staticky stuff kind of transferring to the baby and then Ava comes out of it right you you're know. not one of us anymore thank you very much and then the really creepy lullaby oh wow that was not even the right words <laughs> we can't expect aliens to know our lullabies you know, that's exactly what I thought though is you know <laughs> oh well she's an alien I'll forgive her <laughs> I'm like where did she get those words they're Maybe not they're even. copyright and they can't use them. Oh, that could be it. Except for it's the tune that's copywritten. <laughs> but it's okay. Whatever. I'm good with it. It was weird. It was creepy. It was kind of kingish. Creepy. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. I wonder, you know, how much influence King still has and how some of this stuff is uh, is is taken care of. Yeah, it was. We're gonna King- kill Ava, but I got a way to do it. Yeah, that was gross. And she said that the creepy thing was, you're not one of us anymore. And then blam with the pillow and lullaby and goodbye. The really really creepy part was that Ava has not, what am I doing? What's going on? You know, Mm -hmm. you see it in her eyes like, wait a minute, where am I? Right. And then she came out of it. And then all of a sudden, whoops. Thank you for playing. We have some nice parting gifts. No, we don't have anything more. No, no parting gifts. Sorry. And so Ava bites the dust. Well, I guess the pillow. That's right. Which brings us to... We've had quite a few uh, obituaries this season. And uh, the first two that we have in this episode are the wonderful Acteon guards and including your man. Bo Griffith, the hot gun safety teacher. Now, we only seen him for like two, three episodes, right? Three, yeah. Three, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even I in that amount of time. I predicted this would be the last one. <laughs> even in that amount of time, he kind of ranked right up there with Barbie, huh? I liked him. Well, no, not right up there with Barbie. But I think he was good in the in the role in which he was cast. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he had an influence on Nori. And uh, he showed loyalty to Hector. So, I mean, I think he was... He had a bit of an impact on those episodes. For I the... do agree. I do agree. He's been he's been a very good uh, bit player in this uh, yeah 
you know, we've had a lot of other bit players. I'm, I'm even the even the um, the Acteon doctor who was trying to figure out this this stuff and uh, and Big Jim killed him. And I'm forgetting his character name now, but I don't think he had quite as much. He was a good vehicle for getting some information, some backstory. Mm -hmm. But this fellow actually had a good um, uh, emotional impact on the on Agreed. the story. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked him. And, and then, then of we course, lost Ava. Yeah, Ava. Oh well. I'm not going to mourn her death, though. Sorry. I I am a little bit, just because she came out of it and realized, I don't even know if she realized what's going on. She, something's not right. What, what am I doing here? You know, it's like, oh, she's just come back okay. and boom. For that two minutes, maybe? Not even. Minute? Well, you got to count the time that she was live with the pillow over her face. Oh, that's true. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I okay, I guess so. But, eh. I'll feel sorry for her for a little bit. Okay. I feel sorry for her a tiny, tiny bit. Just a bit. But she, Just about two minutes worth. She jerked Barbie around a lot. so Yeah, that's true. Wasn't good. And she was all haughty about it. <laughs> I didn't like it. No missing persons. Oh, Not, wait. What? Indy. Well, <laughs> yeah, but we can, you know. Just missing from our view. Yes, just not on camera. I'm concerned. Indy, where are you? That's right. Gotta yell loud. He's not a liberal. Indy! <laughs> Indy! He's not afraid of everything. Okay, let's get... We've got some very interesting uh, Under the Dome news this week. That's right. And it's not from me. Not all of it, at least. No. Uh, Ken Trick Mario sent us a uh, a link to a news article about uh, the sets and the props. He said this particular uh, uh, news article says everything must go, including some kitchen sinks. The CBS television show Under the Dome will be moving out of North Carolina. This is Wilmington, North Carolina, if it's renewed for a fourth season. Multiple media outlets reported that items for the program went on sale Thursday at the Screen Gem Studios in Wilmington. The sale was to continue Friday and Saturday with prices dropping each day. Sounds like, you know, going out of business, which That's right. basically it is. There are paintings, children's toys, I guess from the daycare, mm -hmm. uh, books, household items, medical supplies, <laughs> seen some of those, lamps, and large furniture. Set decorator Thurston Edwards, whenever I read that name, I'm thinking Thurston Howell yeah. III, <laughs> <Gilligan> say, <laughs> says there are even a few kitchen sinks for sale, so there you are. Well, you know, marooned. <laughs> marooned and marooned, Thurston. Red ship hits blue ship, Sail <laughs> sailors marooned, thank you. Sorry about the that. The ship set aground on the shore of this uncharted desert dome. <laughs> okay. Not in a desert. Oh, although, you know, part of one side of the dome has been blown up by that bomb from the very beginning. See? Oh. And we have another, um, and I posted this on the um, Facebook group. Uh, it was about Indy, speaking of which. Yeah. Uh, animal trainer Robert Scott Schweitzer answered some questions about Cato and his... Cato is the name, actual name of the dog. Mm -hmm. And uh, his experience with Under the Dome. So the question was, what is the audition process like for dogs? You know, how do you audition a dog? Uh, he said, Cato's pictures were submitted along with what he's done in the past. And we did a video, video of all the things he can do and his look. Mm -hmm. Then, from my understanding, Dean had a final say. I love so, that. Uh, yes. So that they oh. could have a, a chemistry together. Yes, a good That's rapport. Wonderful. That was great. And I uh, love he, that he's a rescue dog. 
Yes, we find yeah, a little later. I don't know if I if I copied that into uh, our, our little uh, notes here, but yeah, he was a rescue dog, and that was really uh, um, you know, a, a great little thing to have. You know, a little background story. Really, really wonderful. That's fantastic. I love it. One of the questions was, how did he end up working in TV and film? And he said, well, it's a long story. We were down in Mexico doing a movie. And the movie company wanted authentic-looking Mexican street dogs in the background. Cato was one of the dogs he found. Uh, he literally went from living on the streets of Mexico City to living in Hollywood and working in the movie. So it's like a rags-to-riches kind of story. It's amazing. So he's bilingual. <laughs> he barks in both Spanish and English. <laughs> he rolls his R's. Uh, he, one of the questions was, what's Cato's life when he's not working? Is there a large group of other acting dogs he lives with? Uh, the answer was, Cato's a house dog. I can see that. Mm -hmm. He has a best friend named Axel who has his fair share of acting roles. They have a large backyard. I wouldn't call him lazy, but he definitely rests a lot. So, you know, he's kind of fitting into the whole Hollywood, yeah. you know, milieu. Probably getting his claws manicured. <laughs> By very pretty girl dogs. He's so gorgeous too. Yeah, yeah, he's really. He's a very, a, a very good dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. It was nice to see that. So I'm glad that. So well, me. yeah. That's if you look at the, um, if you look at the Facebook group, it's on there. Mm -hmm. I encourage you to watch it. Alrighty, now. Ratings. Wonderful ratings things. And we have another report filed by Lawrence, our Canadian ratings correspondent. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, Under the Dome again made the list of the 30 most watched TV shows in Canada. The episode Plan B finished eighth and was seen by 1.2 million viewers. And that's higher uh, than the previous uh, it is. episode. It was 10th before tenth now it's up to 8th. Last week, yes. Um, and from TV by the Numbers down here in the U.S., at 10 p.m., and this is again a rerun of Dateline that ran from 9 to 11. It won the slot 1.1 with four share with 5.54 million viewers. And we got a 0.9 with a three share with 4.60 million viewers. And Rookie Blue came in third with 0.5 and a two share with 3.44 million viewers. That was fine. Now I find it, yeah, I find it interesting. We we really weren't that far behind in terms of the ratings from Dateline. No nope. repeat, but uh, about a million viewers behind it. Right. So, uh, but it was interesting. Le uh, digga, 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 digga. No, it's a little more than a million between that and Rookie Blue, but it's a whole point four ratings versus the point two that felt that uh, made up the million between Under the Dome and Dateline. So you know, it's one of those things, and we've seen this on CBS, and we mentioned it on Person of Interest all the time where it seems like we we do better in terms of the number of viewers versus the rating because it's the magic demographic, of mm -hmm. course. And um, in the plus three ratings, live plus three, uh, we were second, up 77%. A lot of people DVRing this. Big time. Um, and that gave us a 1.8 share. Um, so that's huge. That really kind of stomps Dateline. We are the only one in the top five that is not a reality show. So oh, wow. Big Brother, Under the Dome, Bachelor in Paradise, America's Got Talent, and Big Brother again. And then Last Comic Standing after that. Oh, okay. So, I wow. mean, it's the next one on the list is The Whispers. Oh, yeah. So I haven't watched that, but I've heard it's... I haven't either. But I, that, you I, know, I, I heard mixed reviews about that one. That's got a, a point four. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, it's... Uh, 
It's not huge. Uh, so under the dome, the only thing in the top five in the plus three. On Thursday. Yeah. On th- uh, nice. No, for the week. Oh, for the week. Oh, very nice. For the week. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a weekly thing. Up 0.77. I mean, that's 77%. Nice. So, yeah, that, oh. we win the week uh, when it comes to the... Can you believe it? The pluses. We on the, win the on week. On the scripted stuff. Once, once people, you know, catch up on the DVR. Exactly. It's it's Thank just counting people that watch it after they download it. So what's game. happening, again, like I mentioned, is the Dateline is hooking them because they're keeping them from nine. Mm-hmm. And then people are DVRing under the dome and they're going back and watching it. So... So this season, Dateline is your nemesis. Last season, it was uh, American Ninja Warriors. American Ninja Warriors, the dumb hated. show, which is still on the air. It's so dumb. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I don't even know if it's dumb. It might be really cool, but the name is just dumb. <laughs> ninjas are not warriors. <laughs> and ninjas are not, you know, on, on display for all to see. No, exactly. They can't be on TV. <laughs> That's the whole point. That ninjas do not go on TV. They do not draw attention to themselves. But they also are not warriors. Ninjas are ninjas, period. And they can be American. So that I'll let them slide on that one. Mm-hmm. So it should just be called American Ninjas are Invisible. Or America, be American Warrior. American Warrior. That What's, would be what, good. Why, why even put the word ninja, ninja in, in there? there? Right. Except because that it would just like... be a black screen for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you can't even hear anything because ninjas, ninjas are ninjas. Mm. Okay. So anyway, that's why All I right. think it's stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, There's my soapbox for the you week. You will never see them coming. <laughs> or going. Uh, it's anywhere. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. You, you're out. Let's get some let's get some feedback and we'll start with your Barbies of the week. Oh man. Love that music. It is very upbeat for the letters. I know to the it's so great. Um, first of all, we had you know we mentioned Corey Metcalf's um, actual Barbie of the week, the winner this week, Meryl Yearish. We decided came in second place, the runner-up. It's always so hard to pick these, though. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. But Meryl said uh, she she suggested that's my baby Barbie yeah. comes with two possible baby mamas. One is disposable. <laughs> and see, I'm picturing like you can send in one of them to get like a dollar back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this one. Give me a dollar. Right. It's, I love that one. I mean, that one won it for you, Meryl. One is disposable. That gave you a plus right <laughs> there on it. the end. Yeah. Uh, so Ken, uh, Kendrick Mario. Yes. Wrote in indestructible Barbie thrown out of a window. No problem. Keeps getting back up. Comes with broken glass and a torn shirt and glowing blue alien baby. Chester's Mill Gazette exclusive. Act now. <laughs> Go to what? Amazon.com. What is the link? Amazon. Uh, no, GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash dome. And, and click, click on, on the, the link, link in order to get your Chester's Mill Gazette exclusive indestructible, indestructible. Barbie. <laughs> You might have a tough time finding that. Yeah, I can't do it as good as you. Sorry. Well, I'm just talking about the actual item. I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know. That. Yes, you know. Well, I mean, you, know, you can buy cool. Barbies. That's true. So feel free. And make one indestructible. That's right. Wayne Henderson, Sir Wayne said it's OBGYN Barbie. Um, 
Yeah, not going to go into more detail yeah. than that. Yes. Okay. Uh, we thank understand. you, Wayne. <laughs> don't don't want any more detail. Classy Sir Wayne. <laughs> and Classy Me made a response, but I'm not even going to share that. <laughs> go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash Facebook. Or no, I don't think it's we have our a Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. It's our Facebook page. Go there and you'll find a very interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. A short conversation. Um, Chris Strovel writes in Swiss Army Knife Barbie comes with innumerable talents which can be deployed to fill plot holes at need. His most stunning feature remains his devastating gorgeous looks, which always come in come standard on this type of model. Acting chops completely optional. Completely. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I Acting like the completely. And optional. you know, Chris, I have to agree with you on that sometimes. Uh the devastating gorgeous looks, yes. And every once in a while I have to wonder, where did those acting chops go? <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, it is the writer's fault. They can only say where they're given. Right. So, Corey Metcalf, another one. He he gave us three this week. Mm -hmm. uh, number two was midwife macho Barbie. Sensitive enough to deliver a baby, yet always poised to kick your ass. Comes complete with lifetime supply of glass for his luxury condo so you can kick him through the window all day, every day. Every day. <laughs> and I'm guessing he says it macho. <laughs> oh, that could very well be, yes. Well, don't they say it macho in England? Egg, well, I, I, isn't Corey uh, Australian? I know, he's Australian. But um, I haven't heard an Australian say macho or macho. Or... Anyway, I could we'll be to, completely we'll wrong. Well, I don't know. I like when um, people say things differently. I love it because I, I, I say it that way for like a day. <laughs> macho, macho, macho. Um, Corey also gives us hidden stash Barbie. Prefers non-aggressive tactics to try and save you. But if he's met with resistance, he always has sleeping pills on hand to get you to submit. Dangerous ground there, Corey. <laughs> Comes with spiked tea and three delicious flavors. <laughs> and another Corey, Corey Flowers, said he came up with Midwife Barbie. Not mid Midwife Macho Barbie, but right. Midwife Barbie comes with Julia doll, who can push a baby out of a pregnant doll into his waiting arms. Pregnant doll, baby, and motel room sold separately. <laughs> yeah, a little motel room uh, set. Yes, there you go. Yes. Uh, I love that one as well, Corey. And last but not least, Barb Rankin gives us Barbie doll. This adorable addition to your collection is a macho man who can deliver a baby, handle two girlfriends with a single glance, <laughs> swaddle and cuddle his brand new daughter, and immediately recover after being launched through a window while dripping blood. Girlfriends and infants sold separately. Gloves are recommended to avoid blood biohazard. And I'm guessing that blood is sold separately through the Red Cross. As we heard several weeks ago. Or it's injected into the uh, Barbie doll. Right, exactly. Very cool. I love like these Barbies of the week. You guys are fantastic. Okay, now I, I copied, a, uh, you know, two little yeah. comments from uh, the Facebook page. One and I want you mine. to read them because you know the uh, possibly how these should be said a little better yeah. than I do in terms Wayne of... Wayne and I had a conversation in one of the threads. Uh, we were talking about, of course, love is a battlefield. And I, I say that because we kind of were riffing on the whole love is a battlefield thing. 
And Wayne started it by saying, even though Pat Benatar would suggest that Chester's Mills folks live for love, you better run because with promises in the dark, it's a little too late to be invincible, even with the fire and ice that we've previously had under the dome. And I'm going to say here that the song titles in that sentence are Live for Love, You Better Run, Promises in the Dark, A Little Too Late, Invincible, and Fire and Ice. Those are all Pet Benatar songs. So I responded, and you responded. Yeah. because I am also a huge Pet Benatar fan <laughs> with when we do these podcasts, I always feel like we belong in a lovely group. I mean, our listeners always treat me right, and I never feel out of touch. And when I get going, well, you better run. And then I said, yeah, I have Crimes of Passion, which is the name of the album from which those songs come from. You fit them all in. Right. And so the song titles in that one are We Belong, Treat Me Right, Out of Touch, and You Better Run. So we both had sentences that featured a whole ton of Pat it Benatar. Fantastic, let me tell you right yes. now. Yes, and you also commented on it that you were you had Pet Benatar overload. Yeah, it's like I'm going crazy. <laughs> Too much Pet so Benatar. Much. <laughs> I'm being bombarded. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting like a like a flashback. Yeah, that. Wayne and I had fun with that. And you know what? <laughs> I did not look up those songs. Out of your head, huh? Yeah, I, I've listened to that album like a million times. So, yeah. I, I, I've i seen the liner notes. <laughs> I had the actual album. Yeah, on vinyl. Yes, yes. that's how old I am. <laughs> I have are. it on CD now. So That's right. I have it on Victrola now. <laughs> no, I don't think it came out on Victrola. But I do have it. I, I think I still have it on vinyl somewhere packed away, but. I have it on CD. So, well, we had another message from uh, last week. He was introduced as Mark H. This time, he gave us his actual last name. I guess because you know he's not so up. You know, he's, well, he's not so afraid of us hunting him down or something. I did kind of prompt this by calling him Mark. Oh, <laughs> that's true. So, Mark Harris, yes. Mark Harris, thank you, Listener Mark Harris. Listener from the UK, it was great to, to hear from you. Here's what he said. You're probably not in the least bothered, but I think I've solved the puzzle of Channel 5 moving under the dome. It's to make way for Celebrity Big Brother. I'm going to read this. And I say brother. Brother. I'm going to read this because it's really, he, he makes a time that's really hilarious. It says, on Thursdays, Channel 5 has been showing Person of Interest, Season 3 at 10 p.m. on Thursdays. Carter Smith. I know, Yes, right? she's dead. But, uh, spoilers. <laughs> but suddenly, the other week, they started showing two episodes back-to-back at that time. The season finishes tonight, as I write this, August 20th. Now, that makes sense. Person of Interest has a complete season they can squeeze up under the dome. Doesn't. Mm-hmm. Middle of it. So there we are. A group of unrealistic characters in an enclosed space, unable to get out, acting in ways that are crazy and odd, fighting, screaming, falling in, quote-unquote, love, under the control of a powerful yet unknown force, replaces another series with the exact same format. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I yep. love that. And you get, yes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Good Go job, Mark. Go back and listen to that. Yeah. Yep. Person of interest with its all-seeing machine making way for Big Brother has a certain level of irony to it. Which, yep. if you've seen Person of Interest, it's like there's this artificial intelligence that uses all the cameras in New York City to watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
The theme of Celebrity Big Brother, incidentally, is UK versus USA. American celebrities, quote, <laughs> quote unquote, unquote. Yes, yes. Yeah. rumored to be appearing include Kathy Griffin, uh, Tia Tequila, Janice Dickinson, and Lindsay Lohan's mum. Yeah. There you go, quote unquote. And he says, you won't have heard of any of ours. I probably would have. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. And he hasn't heard any of ours, of any of ours, but of course I have. I know who all those people are. Um, and probably a lot of our listeners do. Uh, Kathy Griffin is a comedian. Teal the Tequila is kind of an online personality, and she's done some other stuff. Janice Dickinson, a model. Um, and Lindsay Lohan's mom is... Is Lindsay Lohan's Lindsay mom. Lohan's mom. <laughs> Used to be her agent. Um, but I'll have to look up who the UK celebrities are. But yeah, d- yuck. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yuck. There you go. He says, I'll find something else to do for the next few weeks. Yeah, good Great job. podcast on Breaking Point, as always. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, there. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm sorry. That's mean of me. We have another UK guy. Go ahead and read sure. James Cooper's. Hi, James Cooper. Hi, Doug and Karen. Hey, Jimmy. Hi, James. Like your foreign correspondent, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I do him from the UK. Wait, wait, if we're pronouncing Mark's last name... <sighs> Should we say, I too am from the Uck? I too am from the Uck. No, no. In fact, a seaside town called Minehead. And I, wait a minute now. Isn't what? Minehead something you call somebody who plays Minecraft way too much? Probably. Could be. Mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of you, James. I'm just making jokes. I'm yeah. just, you know, funny here. Thank you. He knows that. If he's listened to us, he knows that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Mark knows that that's a compliment that I call him Mark <laughs> um yeah i'm a wow head because i play world of warcraft, world of warcraft. So. um thank you thank you thank you for your wonderful publication and thank you for sticking with the theme that we're a newspaper it's really the only reason i now watch the show along with sir wayne and sir troy's podcast and again thumbs up for mm-hmm. listening to our sister podcast or our brother i guess it's our brother podcast because they're guys. second cousin once removed right I think the podcasts act as kind of group therapy for those of us who put ourselves through watching the thing. And Karen does a better Big Jim impression than Big Jim does of himself. This is my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And talking of us, Mark H., I'm going to say that now, wondered if he was the only person in the UK watching UTD. Well, now I know there are two of us, but... There might not be many more as this week's show and looks like the rest of the season has been moved to the coveted, well, we bought the rights, but no one's buying ads on it, Midnight Slot. Channel 5, which shows it over here, was bought by Viacom last year. Oh, Viacom, really? Yuck. Um, I, too, am still mourning Carter from POI. She's dead. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Um, at least the new season of Gotham is nearly here, as is the football season, and that's soccer for those of you in the U.S. I'm also one of the small band of Brits, which prefers football of the U.S. kind. Oh, maybe he is talking about our football. I, I think he may be, yeah. Uh, go Raiders and Clemson, and I say uh-huh. go 49ers. Um, thanks again for producing the Gazette under the most trying of circumstances, smiley face. And thank you, James. That's awesome. Nice to hear from you. I guess we're pretty big in the UK. I guess so. That's awesome. Two listeners from the UK. 
And we also have another listener who's uh, submitted an audio. Well, you know, we wouldn't feedback. know what's going on under the dome without That's Justina. Right. And I'm sure you know who this is. That's right. Justina. Let's hear it. Hi, this is Justina from the Chester's Mill Gazette. We're stuck in a real hard place this week between an amethyst and a calcifying dome. I spoke to Joe this week, and he said that Christine said that more aliens are coming. So he has to get the dome down quickly so that the kinship can get larger to be able to fight this new force of aliens coming our way. On one hand, we have to bring the dome down because it's calcifying and soon we won't be able to breathe and we're running out of resources. On the other hand, I'm not sure if it's smart to let the kinship out on the unsuspecting population. And what if Christine is lying? Maybe this is the ravings of a dying queen just trying to repopulate her people before she dies. Mm. There's a new baby in Chester's Mill this week. She still doesn't have a name, but she is the new queen. I was thinking about suggesting even star to Barbie. Eva for her mother, and Star because she came from the stars. Aww. When we used to have power, my favorite movie was Lord of the Rings, which has an even star pendant in it, which gives the wearer a longer life. So I think this name would be perfect for the baby because I'm beginning to think that this new life born of the monarch is our only hope for long-term survival here in Chester's Mill. In health news, the cure did not work on Junior, but the DNA that they used to make this cure was a piece of hair, a piece of hair that they couldn't have even validated as Christine's. And also Christine is dying Therefore, her DNA may be breaking down and mutating. I think our best chance for the cure lies within the baby. The baby's genetic code is new and fast replicating. Maybe if they can get blood from the baby, especially from the umbilical cord, it would act like stem cells and they would be able to synthesize a cure from that. One last thing, the social director wanted me to report that we will not be holding a baby shower for Chester's Mill's latest arrival. I think this is probably for the best. I predict she may be a teenager by tomorrow, an adult by the day after that. <laughs> so diapers and rattles are not needed. <laughs> Thank you for your interest. And that's what's happening this week under the dome. Yeah, she's going to be in her... Um... Uh, teenage, uh, what's it, uh, rebellious stage between two That's and right. four in the afternoon tomorrow. That's yes. right. <laughs> We're going to be in some serious angst periods tomorrow. V but very quickly. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. Okay, I'll do it. You know, it's, it's right. going to be the that's gonna be the extent of the rebellious mom! period. Mom! Oh, I'm sorry, not mom. <laughs> yeah, no. There's, uh, <laughs> but I'm the uh, queen. You're not my mother. 
Oh, that, I'm waiting for that line. Yep, see? There you go. Well, folks, we love having um, feedback from you folks. Letters to the editor, to the Chester's Mill Gazette can be submitted a number of different ways. How many? Uh, let's count them. Number one, you can call 304-837-2278. And if you use your cell phone with uh, nationwide roaming, it doesn't cost you anything. That's right. You can, number two, go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. You can type something in there. You can upload an audio file or you can hit the little button on the speak pipe graphic and we'll record your voice for the That's next right. 24 hours. Yes. By the way, I find accents very intriguing. And if you have a non-American accent, we'll put you at the front of the line. That's right. So for you guys in the UK. Uh, we have a Twitter account. Did you know that? We have a Twitter account. We do. That when I am uh, on watching the show live, I'll throw out some Barbies of the Week, and I threw some out uh, this week. I didn't read them here. you got to watch the Twitter feed. We are at C Mill Gazette GSM. That's Gazette with one Z and two Ts. Right. And if you tweet, please use the hashtag UTD Gazette. That's right. Also one well, Z, two Ts. In both cases, yes. That's right. Um, our Facebook page, that's number four. We have Facebook, uh, page for Chester's Mill Gazette. Just search for it. I'm not going to bother with URLs. They're just long and unwieldy. That's right. Um, you can become a fan, number five, of Golden Spiral Media, just in general, on Facebook. And there's a bunch of podcasts that you may decide, you know, I want to listen to that one too. That's right. But we'll also have posts on there that you can that's comment right. on. So, there so yeah, lots of things. Mm -hmm. And do you want to subscribe to any of those podcast that you see there is one place you can go just one place and you get them all goldenspiralmedia.com slash itunes and it'll take you into itunes and throw up a wonderful little uh, page with just the gsm podcast it's wow. awesome looking it is it's really cool daryl did a great job with it yes i love it i looked at it today <laughs> i was mesmerized it's just, you're just staring at it for an hour I was. it's amazing yeah all righty well, that's that's all we got for this week. But that's boy, right. we got some very interesting stuff for next week. That's right. What's the weather forecast okay. for us? I'm warning you right now. If you do not want to hear about the next episode and the finale, turn us off right now. We thank you for reading goodbye. That's right. These are real spoilers. This isn't just Yes. Next week on Under the Dome, this is some serious stuff. I am for seriously right now. <laughs> for realsies? For realsies. Okay. All righty. Here's the, here's the light ones. Uh, next week's episode is called Incandescence. Wait, wait, wait. Incandescence. That's the light one? Oh. Sorry. Sorry. I see what you did there. I actually did it. I just didn't notice I did it. <laughs> um, when the dome's calcification process accelerates... Chester's Mill has 24 hours before the barrier's breakdown will suffocate everyone inside. Isn't that nice how that happens, that it only has 24 hours and then one more episode as well? That just seems... It works uh, out. I don't... That, the science of that doesn't quite... As, as big as this dome is, I would think they'd have more than 24 hours. I don't know how much, but it just so seems too. like a little... Especially since it's not really a dome, since it's really like a round, it goes under the ground as that's well. That's true. That's true. It... it why is it called under the dome still? Um, while the new related. <laughs> yeah. while the new deadline puts added pressure on Joe to bring the dome down, 
Barbie and Julia race to save his child from the kinship. Also, Big Jim tries to manage the increasingly volatile Hector, who is adamant that infected townspeople never escape the dome on Under the Dome, Thursday, September 3rd, 10 p.m. on the CBS television network. And speaking of September 3rd, uh, we are going to have a that night. Seven o'clock, if you're coming down to Dragon Con in Atlanta, or right. if you're already in Atlanta, like me, mm-hmm. uh, there is going to be a meetup, and there's a special uh, Facebook page for the uh, event page for that. Um, and if you so, if you're going to be in town on the Thursday before Dragon Con, September third, uh, and I hope maybe I'm hoping we'll be done before ten o'clock, so I can get back and watch the Dome. <laughs> but if not, you know. Plus three ratings. Oh, that's right. I'll just DVR it and yeah, and, right. and increase the ratings by seventy five percent. That's right, seventy seven. So yeah, if you if you're gonna be there, I'm gonna be there. Um, Come down and at, talk dome with Doug. There you go. Or POI with Doug. Spoiler alert. Just call me Dome Doug. Thank you. That's right. Um, okay, this episode was written by Bronwyn Garrity and Catherine Humphreys. I like that name, Bronwyn. I know it's so pretty, right? Uh, Catherine Humphreys has written other episodes, and she also wrote for Supernatural, Mad Men, and V. Oh, well, maybe, see, that's where we're getting the V influence from. Right, Supernatural as well. Uh, Written by P.J. Pesci, or directed by, sorry, P.J. Pesci. And uh, if you go to his page on IMDb, there are a lot of comments that are like, get out of the business, you should never direct anything again, go away. So uh, let's hope he's better on this. So I just thought it was amusing. Uh, uh, This is Mark Hagenberger's last episode. This is the big spoilery stuff here. Yes. Uh, It was announced during this last week that Mark would not appear in the season finale. So it kind of went under the radar. I'm not sure. Under the dome. Ah, see. Uh, I'm not sure how many people picked up on it, but Marg will not be appearing in the season finale. Uh, so there's a spoiler for you. And that is not the biggest spoiler I have. Ooh. I'm going to read the summary for the season finale real quick. It's very short. They have not released the final uh, blurb for it. Uh, the season finale is called The Enemy Within. And I haven't even told Doug what this is yet. Um, I'm hearing it for the first time. That's right. As the dome in Chester's Mill comes down, mm-hmm. the resistance makes a final attempt to protect the outside world from the infected townspeople in the kinship and their new queen on the third season finale of Under the Dome, Thursday, September 10th at 10 p.m. on the CBS television network. Now, so. that's kind of a spoiler. The dome comes down. I mean, we, we know that's coming, right? Um, They've really been, uh, you know, Racing toward that, yes. Right. Now, if you've seen our Facebook page, I posted a a photo book, you know, a a gallery of the pictures from Incandescence. And there is a picture of Marg Helgenberger um, on the beach. And she is standing there with a a preteen. And the preteen, I mean, I think we can all agree that's probably the queen standing there with her i believe so okay well there is a picture and this is the big kind of i wish i could get this picture to show you guys thing um kylie bunbury who plays eva eva is in the season finale 
Oh. And there is okay. a picture of her on this summary page with a different hairstyle, but all grown up. Interesting. So this is going to be a um, a, a very uh, a, a likeness, pretty much. Yeah, carbon copy of her. Yeah. So um, it looks as though the actress who plays Ava will be back. She is credited as Ava. So whether they named her Ava or not, um, I'm just guessing they threw her in there as Ava in order to throw people off. Um, that could be, yeah. Yeah. So there is a picture of her. And I told you these were going to be spoilers. So if you're listening to this and going, I didn't want to know that, well, it's your fault. Sorry. We, we warned you. We warned, we warned you. you. And also as a little uh, Easter egg that, uh, you know, we didn't know about, except for I looked at the the uh, guest spots. Um, our friend, Mackenzie Lentz, uh, her brother, Maxon Lentz, is going to play a guest star of Jason on the season finale. So um, listen for that name. Right. And he's her little brother. So he's going to be a, a little kid. That whole family is uh, is into acting. Yeah. So I'm guessing he's going to come from the outside of the dome. There's a whole list of people. If you want to see who uh, who this is, th their website for just the kids is Lintz, L-I-N-T-Z, LintzKids.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's adorable. So you can see all of their pages, yeah. He is adorable. Um, so he's going to be Jason, and there's, you know, a list of five or six people, um, including um, a major and a colonel. So there's going to be a military presence as well on the last episode. So. so they finally make it in, possibly. Just keep that in mind. And that's, you know, a little spoiler for the... And I'm hoping I have more coming uh, in the spoiler area for next week. But I wanted to give that little tidbit since I had it. I wanted to break it here. Um, since it, it's come out, I wanted to kind of give it out now. You know, I've been dying to say it to someone. Mm -hmm. So um, so there's that. She's going to be a grown woman, and she will be played by the same actress. So there you go. All righty. Well, thank you very much for that uh, You're welcome. little sneak peek. There. Are you happy about that, Doug? I am. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. It's and kind of a nice twist, actress, right? Good to have, have the actress back, um, although she's going to be really kinshipped, shall we say. Yeah. I, I like the actress. I think she did a great job. I, I think just, so too. Yeah. Yeah. She she was kind of, you know, evil. <laughs> Especially towards Barbie. Know, Barbie. And Julia. She was mean at Julia, you know, with the gunshot, the staring down gunshot in the street there. That was so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we'll, we'll try to we'll try to forget all that. Yeah. And start with the new And again late. If I spoiled you and you didn't want to be spoiled. We, we we gave you plenty of warning. Yeah. Okay, well, we are pretty much set. Two episodes left, folks. Yep. Wow. They better then, move this along. Yeah, and uh, and if there's another um, if there's another season and the dome's coming down this season, will they rename the program? That's that's the question on everybody's mind. Yeah. Uh, well, dome bugs. Out out of the dome. Well, folks, thanks for reading this issue of the wonderful Chester's Mill Gazette. I think it's wonderful. I don't I know. I do, too. Well, it's I, wonderful to do with you. Well, there you are. <laughs> How's that? 
It's fun. I we love a blast. it. A blast. Alrighty. Well, anyway, I'm Doug, and I'm always ready to give a helping arm. <laughs> and I'm Karen, thinking it's pretty ironic that the adults are holed up in the nursery school while the baby is born in a Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.